people in the street have incredible stories. This is Electric People Podcast. Welcome to Street Stories. Taylor Silva, Stockton, California. We're here with you today, man. Um, I got Ty Nicholson uh, here with us. You're uh, your DM and director, and uh, you were you were kind of just telling your story earlier, and I thought it'd be awesome for everyone to be able to hear it. So, first off, the first thing you said to me that I felt like really captured my heart was that you just recently started incorporating something into your morning routine. So, yeah, what have you been doing, man? Yeah, I I decided that I I you know I had to do something about my feet being wore out at the end of the day um, out there knocking doors and. I'm a huge fan of Joe Rogan and he started, you know, he was talking about this cold plunge and I thought, well, that's interesting. And it would help me in a lot of different ways than just my pain. Um, there's a ton of benefits to doing it. So, uh, you know, I woke up and I went down to the local tractor supply and I bought a water trough. <laughs> <laughs> like a horse trough? Totally. One of the big metal ones? I, I jumped in. It was the metal. This was the metal. I was in it at the store to make sure I <laughs> they're like what are you doing dude yeah and the lady tried to say they didn't have any in stock and i was like i'm pretty sure i just jumped in one so wow well i got that thing loaded up and i took it home and you know day one i live in the mountains everything freezes overnight so now i don't have to put ice in it but the day first day i went and bought a bunch of ice wow i was all gun-ho and yeah i basically wait how, how long did you take it like how long did you make it the first time you got in <laughs> that's pretty good intention oh yeah i didn't want to overdo it and kind of you know make it unenjoyable yeah where i wouldn't want to do it again yeah. the next day right so intentionally i started off with one minute and every single day i wake up and i do 15 more seconds okay and so i'm at two minutes and 45 seconds okay that's morning amazing and, uh, do you do it what, right when you wake up or how, like what's like when in the day do you do it so basically my morning routine has been uh i wake up I already have my gym clothes right next to the bed, so I've already put that intention out there that yep. I'm going to wake up and do this. Love it. Uh, small bowl of oatmeal, throw some berries in there, a uh, cup of coffee. I got away from doing uh, pre-workouts and stuff. I just felt too weird at the end of the day. Yeah. And then gym. Go straight to the gym. I'm doing 30 minutes, 45 minutes of cardio, depending on how I feel. Uh, just listen, tuning into the podcast. I've been listening to a ton of Ed Milet. Awesome. Yeah, he's great. And uh, he's got a lot of really inspirational people yep. on his podcast. And um, I start out and then, and then I've just been, don't want to overdo it. So I just been kind of doing a little bit here and there, focusing mostly on my base, just doing a lot of leg exercises and then, you know, just lightweight upper body kind of things, just trying to get my body um, used to being in that motion again. Yep. But as soon as I get home, before I can talk myself out of it, I strip down and say, it's my underwear. Yeah, they go, oh, my back, keep on. It's all. I don't know what my neighbors think about it. <laughs> you know, they're like, Jerry, go the kid. Some noise. I, I say a few things, you know. Um, but in that moment, everything just kind of calms down. It's, it's more than just the cold plunge. It's kind of, it's more of a meditation at that point. Yeah. Yes. You almost have to meditate through it if you to enjoy it. I've noticed with my cold plunges, that's how I do it. I, I stare at my wall and I literally just meditate on like how I want my day to go. And it's crazy when the pain goes away. But if I don't do that, it's like you're counting the time. Yeah, it's like it's like, it's like, it's like the alarm's yeah. gotta go off sometimes. So, I've been doing it with my kids, so they'll jump in. I just set I set a three minute timer on my phone. I say I say set a timer for three minutes and 10 seconds. So I have 10 seconds to get in. 
And uh, then when we get in, I'm always like, hey, look for flowers. You guys see like any flowers? See how like the sun's hitting that tree? So it's always like focusing on something else besides like what's going on inside your your body, you know? So it is like a, a meditation, which is great. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Um, so we were, tell us a little bit about like your story, like how, you know, you you grew up around here. I grew up in a little small agricultural town, Oakdale, California. And um, I grew up in an apartment complex. And, uh, you know, same story with a lot of people that go into door to door. You want to, you come from a, um, a, a, you know, a background of no financial stability. Um, and so for me, well, there was stores across the street. So there was the intention of like, I want money so I can or, and at some point it became me actually saving the money for the next thing. Mm. But you want to like go buy a treat and you have money. So <laughs> yeah. And, and I had other things that I did too, but my main focus was I saw a lot of old people, you know, living in an upstairs apartment and they were struggling to take their trash out. So I started knocking on doors and I said, Hey, you know, $1, I'll, t- I'll take your trash out to the, to the garbage for you. And it became a hit. And then they said, you know what, young man? Uh, I, you know, it became their grocery routine. It was just Sundays. Sundays for a lot of old people was grocery day because that's when the coupons came in. <laughs> and so, so they would say, hey, uh, how about I give you five bucks and you help me bring these groceries up to my house and help me unload them? So when I started getting the five bucks, that's when I started to think bigger. And then I said, okay. And it's pretty unique for a young man to actually save money. Yeah. How old were you at this time? I think I was about uh, somewhere, between, you know, this is from like the ages of eight to probably 10, 12 years old. Wow. Okay. Pretty young. And um, so you actually started saving money as an eight year old. Yeah. Wow. And I bought a lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> you saved your money and bought a lawnmower. Lawnmower. I saw a lot of, I saw a lot of terrible lawns. And so I was, I said, okay, that's my next best thing. And so I bought this lawnmower. And then again, I went, and then now I'm actually, I'm out of my complex now. Now I'm knocking on people's houses. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'd knock on the door and I'd say, Hey, five bucks, I'm going to mow your lawn and pull some weeds. And I'm thinking I, well, as a kid, I was thinking, and I hope somebody agrees to me, uh, allow me to mow their lawn today. I'm trying to get five bucks. Yeah. Now I'm an adult and I'll think about it. If a kid knocked on my door and yeah. I said $5 to mow my lawn yeah. and pull some weeds, hold on young man. I'm going to go to, the, I'm going to go to the <laughs> bank. You just do your thing. I'll be back. You don't really support that. A lot of dollars too, and I have to move. No, that's amazing. That's a great deal. And I always made sure it was nice and clean, so I got some got some referrals. Yes, that's <laughs> the neighbors. That's great. On and yeah, that's awesome. And so, and then it, it went from that to you know, I I played sports. I did wrestling and football from the you know for fourth grade all the way through high school. And uh, you always had to sell the beef jerky and the candy. Yeah. Well. um, you know, first year I actually ate all the candy. My dad was good pimps. <laughs> yeah, I'm for that. <laughs> By year two, I was a lot more disciplined than I That's was. my prior experiences. And I actually went out and sold that candy. My dad was so impressed with me because I sold all the beef jerky and all the candy in one day. Wow. One day. Yeah. I stayed out from the morning time, although I came home at dark. That's amazing. And my dad was like, where's all your candy and beef jerky? I thought you were able to saw all the money. <laughs> and he was so stoked. He was so proud of me. He still talks about it. Wow, that's great. And it was one of those moments. Yeah, that's amazing. And, uh, you know, so, you know, as I got older in life, you start to think about, you know, what am I going to do? What's my career path? And so when you grow up in an agricultural town, 
you know, and you're looking at your adults, that it's always the same thing. They tell you, get a job, work up the ladder. Mm-hmm. So I did that. And every two years I found myself at a different company because I'd get the job, I'd work up the ladder. And I was never felt like I was getting paid what I was worth. And the other part was I'm working all these hours and I'm still broke. Mm. <laughs> so I was thinking, you know, this isn't right. Well, finally, I got a job in the local three union, which everybody told me was the hands down, you got to get in. That's, in. that's the secured pay, the benefits, you're mm-hmm. getting, that's your career. It's when you've arrived. It's when you've arrived. And so I did that and I got the job and I did that for almost three years. And, uh, and what was that like? That work environment? It was, so it was two man crew. So when you're a land surveyor, that was the job I had in that, in that union. It's a two man crew. So you have a party chief and a chainman. And when you first start up in that union, you're apprentice. So every level, every period you get a pay raise, um, but you're always working under somebody. And I'll never forget the lesson that I learned and it actually changed this guy's life as well because I, I ran into him years later and we had this conversation but you know six seven 270 pound guy and he just belittled and bullied everybody that was below him so they would hire and they would lose these guys and i never complained so every day you were actually with this guy physically like in a truck together and pick me up at my house at four in the morning already sweating and pissed off wow so you were just immediately thrown into like every day. So that energy was just coming at you at four in the morning, four in the morning, wow. before I could even process my coffee. <laughs> this guy was already pissed about something. And wow. one day, and it was getting towards the end of me actually getting away from that job completely. Um, me and him were on a job site and uh, I had had enough. And I, you know, it's like Damon West was saying, you don't have to win all your fights, but you do have to fight all your fights. I was willing to fight that fight and I didn't care if I lost. And I thought that I actually had the upper hand, even though I was the spiller guy. <laughs> I thought I'd take him. That was my mentality. Yeah, it's that wrestling, that high school wrestling. High school wrestling, yeah. And so, um, so I basically, I confronted him and we almost fought on a job site. And uh, that day I, I'd called the boss and uh, a little bit of a backstory. Um, Jason Cavanaugh, he's another one of the um, big motivations in my life, and he played a big role at the company, still is. Yeah. Um, he has a cousin. Shout out to Gerald, right? Right. Shout out to Gerald. And uh, when you come from a small agricultural town, you know everybody. Mm-hmm. And I actually, the the way that I had brought my you know myself into this job, um, his cousin Angel, Jason's cousin. She was friends with my wife in Valley Hone, and she would always tell her about me. I know this great guy. And she's like, yeah, I'll believe when I see it, you know? And she would say the same thing to me when she'd see me. I know this great girl. I think you guys have hit it off. And I'm like, okay, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. <laughs> and it was immediate. As soon as we saw each other, it was just chemistry. It was beautiful. We're still together. We're married now. How long? Uh, 12 years. 12 years. Yeah, that's amazing. Awesome, dude. And um, so going back to, you know, not ever having enough money in the house. A lot of me and my wife's arguments were around finances mm. and living in the state of California in general, you know, it, it felt like it took two to tango. And so a lot of our conversations were, Hey, you need to get out there and get a job because I'm out here doing 65 hour weeks, miserable with this guy. And we're not making our ends meet here. So it was around that time when Jason told Angel, Hey, I got this opportunity for you you can really change your life. And she didn't have a car. So she hits at my wife, Kimberly. 
And she says, Hey, I got this opportunity. You said you needed a job. Why don't, why don't we do this together? And so they did. And they had a lot of fun with it at first, you know, um, overall, you know, they, they got wore down for different reasons, but the, they were terrified and outdoors, <laughs> the, the fear of rejection, was yeah. you know, yeah. so she gets this job. I'm over here still struggling. You know, in an environment that's really hostile, 65 hour weeks, um, barely making ends meet. And she's out there giggling, having a great time. No one's telling her where to be or what to do. And she brings in a bigger check than me. Wow. That was the moment. I'm sitting there at the table and I'm like, and at the time I think I was 24 and I, I was almost 25 years old. And I said, I can afford to make a mistake if this isn't the right decision, but I'm gonna go ahead, I'm gonna gamble on myself. And I'm going to take that leap of faith and that opportunity. I'm going to buy into what I believe I can do. And I'm going to go out there and do it. If these girls can do it, I can do it. And I, I took that with me and I went and I had planned on putting my two weeks in. But me and this guy get another fight three days into it. And I just said, hey, Kent, you know what? I appreciate you giving me this opportunity. Uh, I'm done here, though. I can't. I'm not going to go for the rest of this two weeks. Every day I'm sitting here. You, you know, you told me I'd be with another crew. And, um, you didn't honor that three days later, I'm, I'm, I'm back with this guy again and we get into another fight. So, uh, you know, this is my last day. And, and, and I turned and I left that office in Modesto, went to Oakdale and immediately start popping doors. No way. Immediately start popping wow. doors. I didn't know what a pitch was. <laughs> didn't know what solar was. I just literally got myself in front of people and told them, Hey, you know what? Are you this person? I think I can help you. This is what I'm doing. Do you have a couple minutes? And I was able to create a lot of interest in, in the beginning. Um, and so Carl Crosland actually closed my first four deals. Oh, that's awesome. And I took every note I could yeah. from that that experience. And then I started closing my own deals. Yeah. And I look back. That's amazing. How did your wife feel when you were coming into it? She wasn't supportive at first because, again, you know, coming from a small agricultural town, I arrived, right? I was at that job. Right. And even though ends weren't being met, we were still making more money than we'd ever seen right. as a couple mm -hmm. together. So she actually wasn't totally on board in the beginning. We talk about it all the time now, how much of a blessing it is and how things really do just happen for a reason and, you know, being in the right place at the right time. But yeah, she, she, she's come full circle now and she's just really grateful and we were the two of us are, you know, we wake up just fully grateful of the opportunity. Yeah. You, did she coming from like the job that you had, which is obviously really different from sales. Did she have any reservation about like that part of it, whether or not like you'd be able to make that leap and be successful in it? Well, you know, and that's a kind of a tribute to this job because the man I was that walked through the door in Vivint Solar three and a half years ago, isn't the person that's talking right now. Yeah. I've made a lot of um, development, personal development yeah. um, from that day to now. And so, you know, she didn't have a lot of faith in it. And the reason being, you know, we'd go to the grocery store and sometimes I'd say, babe, I just, I can't do it. I'm not going in there. <laughs> really? Got the grocery list. I'm right here. I'll hold it down. You know, I'll make sure the car is. So you're a little bit more <laughs> of an introvert. I was introverted. Yeah, I totally, I just wasn't comfortable in that space. Wow. You know, I was all about go get, put your hours in, get your, do your job, go home, take care of your family. That's amazing because like we've never met until today and you were one of the people as I walked into the room that came up like and immediately engaged, started talking to me. I would have never 
I would have never defined, I would have, you would have been the last person I would have defined as an introvert. Um, you know, and, and just getting into like the stuff we we're talking about earlier, it's really cool. And, you know, there's that, there's that quote that I shared earlier in the meeting from, from Scott Peck, but he talks about how like, it's, it's actually a, a uniquely human thing to do things that are unnatural. Right. So like, it's, it's not natural to brush our teeth, but we like, we make ourselves do it because it's what we should do. Right. Right. And humans are kind of the only we're like the only creatures that actually do unnatural things like that, but that within that lies like the key to transformation. And I would say like, as you're sitting here, you know, talking about who you were three and a half years ago to today, um, you know, I, I can see the transformation, I guess, in what, in what ways has this job been a blessing to you? Like since then, what's it kind of brought into your life? Well, I never thought I'd own a house in my twenties. So that was, that was, my big goal that was my in california. in california that's a big thing yeah in a time when the market was crazy and houses were flying off the shelf you know um so I, there there's that i never thought i'd own a, i i wasn't even sure coming from my background if i'd ever have the opportunity to own a house wow so just to give you that kind of a mind shift there right now i own a house um i've had a lot of help you know again jason cavanaugh being a huge part of my life um, gave me the opportunity to get my dream vehicle. Uh, I got the F-150 Lightning. Yeah, dude, that's amazing. You know what's crazy is he had two of those ordered, and he told me about the second one, Yeah, and I passed on it, and I think that's the one you bought, right? That's the one I That's got. amazing. I said, so, yeah, that's so rad. And you know what's crazy about that? I pre-ordered that truck. Exactly that truck. No way. Same colors, same everything. You manifested it, dude. That was law of attraction. Exactly. That's so cool, man. I said, yeah. That's really incredible. <laughs> um, last, do you mind if I ask? Do, do yeah, of course. It, something that I realized, like watching you come in. I mean, you obviously came in. You were hungry. You always, you were scared. I mean, I remember you coming in your interview. You say that I'd be like, I mean, I'm, I'm walking away from the union. I mean, it's guaranteed money, and this is what I'm making. And like, can I really make this money? And I'm like, yeah, you can make this money. And I remember showing like Carl and all these guys that made the money. And you're like, oh. And that's why you were so attracted to Carl at the time because he's one of our top guys. But that you, you, when you first initially took the job, you did really, really well, and then you've had some, some, some peaks and some valleys. You might if you just walk us through those peaks and valleys because I feel like there's a lot of sales reps that go through those peaks and valleys. And the way that you've been able to come out of those peaks and valleys, and the times that you've reached out to myself or Jason, and then you implemented things has been actually really, really fun to watch and to see you evolve. Yeah. Well, so, you know, finances being the forefront of a lot of me and my wife's conversations early on, um, I when I took that leap of faith and I transitioned and, you know, I came out the gate swinging. So brushing motivated, just crushing it, you know, got the combine experience. Top first year guy. Top first year guy. Um, so I had more money in my bank account than I'd ever seen ever. And I think what that did for me is it kind of killed that drive that I had in the very beginning and I got very comfortable. Um, the problem with that is this job is demanding in the sense of you got to continue to put the work in. And if you don't put the work in, it's very result oriented. Your, your numbers are going to find your money's going to decline. If you don't perform, your bank account doesn't perform. And so I got into this spot where I got very comfortable. And before I realized that I was in the red line and I was gonna go broke, 
it had already happened and and then you know ops things come into fruition where you know you get delayed on an account whatever outside things that you can't control uh i got in a really dark situation and uh, i actually reached out to tyler mickelson and jason cowan and i said hey guys i can't even pay my bills this month wow um and and uh they didn't even hesitate they they gave me the money that i needed and it just showed me how much of a family environment this is and how much um they care about me and my family so so i took it upon myself to not only never let my family down but never to let my son run family down too and to never allow myself to be in that situation again. So awesome. yeah, they pulled me out of a very dark place. Wow. Yeah, it's like the the, the solar adolescent phase, right? That you kind of go into. We were talking about it earlier with that spiral. You know, like you you get the results and the recognition, and then you can either believe the hype or you can you know go back to gratitude and goals. Um, completely unrelated. Ty, could I get a personal one too? Or I stopped doing it for. That's that's amazing. Well. Let me, let's wrap up with maybe just like, if you were giving some advice to someone coming in the doors right now, like what would be, what would be your advice to them on how to build like a successful uh, career here? Uh, well, especially in the beginning, right? Don't expect to know everything. You're not going to know everything and knowing everything in the beginning could actually potentially hurt your ability to sell because you'll overcomplicate things and you'll, you'll throw too much at somebody. So I would say just do it. Literally just do it. Just get out there, get yourself in front of people. And, you know, it's no surprise that we've became the company that we are. It's because we have a product that you don't have to pay for and you're changing the way somebody lives in their, high, in their household. Um, I can't tell you how many people, this house is holds that I've changed where them going solar was the difference between their family eating top ramen and actually having some substance on their on wow on their table that's really powerful night so that's what we're doing that's what we're out here really doing the money that what, what it benefits us that is a plus but at the end of the day we were in creating a future for everybody that we involve in this i love that dude hey that's powerful stuff dude thanks for thanks for sharing your story with us it's really incredible i'm excited to see what you're going to do over the the coming years man yeah, thank you. Franchise. Franchise. Franchise up next. All right, man. That's it, man. I'm going for it. Taylor Silva, thanks for joining us, man. Thank you.